Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I am excited to be joined by a non-Aslan person. This guy has his own company, does great work uh, with uh, sales and marketing teams, executive teams. Kevin McCann joins me from the Executive Strategy Group. Kevin, welcome. Thank you. Pleasure hey, it's to be great here. to have you. Yeah, Great to have thanks. you. Uh, you know, before we get into just talking sales and sales strategy and how sales reps and sales leaders can work more closely together, I really am curious what that cold and refreshing frosty beverage is in front of you. All right. So, um, so I haven't even opened it yet. Get ready to open it. But it's, uh, it's a brew by Athletic Brewing Company. It's called All Out and it's a non-alcoholic, extra dark beverage. So about nice. uh, almost two years ago, I made yep. the decision to stop drinking alcohol, but I still, uh, I've basically gone through almost every one of these athletic brewing different flavors for non-alcoholic beers. And uh, this is one of my favorites. That's where you landed. Okay. That looks good. <laughs> for, for those of you that are taking a break from, uh, from beverageizing with, uh, with these, these types of beverages, uh, try that one there. I'm going to go yeah. with something um, that's local to uh, Destin, Florida, which is where I am for a little while. And it's the Destin Brewery Company uh, East Pass IPA. It's uh, got 6.2% alcohol by volume. Yeah. Um, it doesn't tell me what the IBUs. Sometimes we talk about IBUs on the show, the International bit, uh, Bitterness Units. Okay. Um, but this does not show that. So uh, I'm going to crack that and um, let's, let's, let's taste that. And uh, and see what we think. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's pro I'm 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 more of a lighter guy. The one I did on the last podcast was a very light blonde, which I really yeah. like. Um, I'm curious. This is this is a little heavier than I than I might like, but uh, we'll give we'll <laughs> give it a shot. We'll give it a fair shot. All right, so Kevin. Yes. Welcome to the show. Uh, I know you're a you're a first time caller into the show, but a long time listener of Ales with Aslan. So you know yes. you know we focus on sales reps and sales leaders. Um, so just tell us a little bit about what you do, you know, your company and, and where you came from, how you kind of got to here. Yeah, sure. So, um, so for the last 15 years or so, I've been uh, consulting with companies that are typically doing anywhere from a million to say 50 million in revenue. That's kind mm -hmm. of our sweet spot. We've got outliers on both sides, startups and billion dollar companies, hundred million dollar companies, but that sweet spot between one and 50 million, typically in the B2B space. And um, what I do is I go in work with the CEOs and the leadership team and help them grow their revenues by integrating strategy, marketing, and sales. So the engagement's typically to go and poke holes in, in areas where they're seeing deficiencies or frankly blind spots. And uh, traditionally you come back with a written recommendation and they're like, hey, this is great, Kevin. Uh, thanks for this list of 55 things I got to do, but I don't know how to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't even know what you're talking about half the time. Can you guys just do it for us? So about seven years ago, I created a, uh, a done for you productized service offering to do marketing and, and uh, lead generation for our clients. And we call that lead launcher. Okay. So essentially what that is, is creating email campaigns, email nurture sequences, uh, a lot of marketing stuff, but, but it's from the perspective of a sales guy. So my background is, is heavily in sales mm -hmm. and I wanted to make sure that we were able to give this value to our customers, but with something that the sales team could execute on immediately, not just fluffy, pretty looking stuff, but truly like this is a legit lead that I can go and work. Right. 
So, um, so then fast forward to, you know, today and this year, we've taken that, that a little step further because some of our clients are saying, thanks for the leads, but it'd be awesome if you could just give us the meeting. So we're building up and, <laughs> yep. you know, so we're building up an outsourced inside sales team to essentially do that for our clients. But in that journey, we've learned so much. Like I've, I've actually become a better sales guy, I think, in my career, just helping from a marketing perspective because it gives us the lens of how to be empathetic to the you know the guy at the other on the other side of the table and really show up to the conversation already knowing how he or she is thinking and starting there as opposed to the traditional show up and throw up model of hey here's what they do here's what i sell here's how long i've been selling it want to buy right because yeah. that as we know it doesn't work that well and and for those of you listening you this story might sound a little familiar because aslan had a very interesting and similar beginning um where we started out helping and people were like well, can't you, you know, can't you just train my inside salespeople to do that? And then we would, you know, we, we went in the direction of becoming a sales training company. You're going in the direction of maybe the opposite where you, you can help them with the outsource of that. It's, it's yeah, kind of funny. It's, yeah, it is funny. I mean, and I've dropped in like different partners to, to do the outsource inside sales from, but one thing that, um, you know, that, that we struggled with is that they wouldn't do it. They weren't doing it the way that we would recommend doing it. So now right. I'm spending all my time training that organization to just deliver the leads to my customer the way that we think it should be done. And, yeah. you know, so yeah, you're right. We, 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 we going in different directions, but yeah. it's, uh, it's all but good. That's, that's what makes the world go round. That's why we're, uh, we're good partners together here. We've, we satisfy a couple ends of the spectrum. Exactly. Um, let's talk a little bit to the sales reps first. We're going to be talking about sales reps and sales leaders on this one, which is kind of, kind of normal on the show. Um, yep. But I think we have a common approach to how sales reps need to deal with clients, right? Um, so many, we call it an other-centered approach to selling, put, putting what's on the customer's whiteboard first. Tell us about your approach, because I think it's similar, but you might use some, some different terms. But tell us sure. about how you, you teach sales reps or, or, or talk to sales reps in that regard. Yeah. So, so one of the things, actually, I just, uh, I just kind of put this into, into a video and a, a blog post mo recently after mm -hmm. coaching it for a long time, again, trying to scale our business model, but we call it the four step sales discovery call mastery framework. So mm -hmm. um, rather than the, that show up, throw up that I was just talking about um, the approach that we we've coached for, for a long time is to number one, understand where the customer is right now. So like the outline for every intro sales call, should essentially be this, right? Where are you? Like, think about you walk into a doctor's office. If, if you walked in like, like that minute and he just hands you a pill without saying anything, yeah. you'd be like, what the heck is this? It's like, well, <laughs> here's the blue pill. I just, I give that to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the approach most sales reps use in my experience. Like, yeah. they show up, I got one thing. If, if I'm a hammer, everyone looks like a nail, right? Yeah. So here it is. Yeah. So, I would argue that that's probably not the best way to do it. So first you walk in the doctor's office, he, if he's doing it right, he's gonna say, so tell me a little bit about what's going on. It looks like here, you've got some sniffles, a cough, whatever, that you're, you're having a conversation of where are you right now? So you wanna understand that thing about your customer, like where are they right now? Relative to, of course, the problem you solve. Yeah. So, so the, the sales rep, world will typically like if, even if they ask that question they're like oh you got a broken leg i got a fix for that here's a cast here's physical therapy they'll jump right on the fix right away exactly yeah you don't want to do that you want to just let it marinate a little bit like if the guy just told you i got a broken leg 
hang out in that space for a little bit. Like, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds painful, but tell me a little bit more. Like, how is that impacting your world? What does your day-to-day look like now because you have a broken leg? Like, what can't you do? What aren't you able to achieve because of this pain or this situation? Because the more they speak into that pain, the more they're starting to basically anchor that, wow, this is actually, it sounds worse than I actually thought it was about eight minutes ago. And now they're speaking, they're breathing life into that pain so that they're amplifying it for you. So that when you come in in about 10 minutes and you start saying, well, here's how we can help you. They've now associated a higher value to what you're about to tell them. Yep. Right. So it's not just the pain, but what's what the impact is. So that's like step one. Step two is, all right, so thanks for sharing that with me. But like, if, if you had your druthers, where would you like to be? Like, what's your ideal situation? Well, it's to have a non-broken leg, stronger than before, jump, you know, vertical of, of 32 inches would be great. Like, whatever that ideal situation is for them there, let them speak that to get out, out right? Yep, very so good. So then the next thing, the next, so that's step two. Then step three is, okay, so if we weren't having this conversation today, what was your plan? Like, how did you intend to be able to jump 32 inches vertical or whatever the, the, the ideal outcome was? And, and what that gives you as a sales rep is they may, they may have already selected a path, like, well, this is how we were going to solve it. And then that just gives you insight into either competitive analysis or maybe they're just taking a completely wrong path because they're so blind to the solutions out there. Yeah, too close lit- to it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're literally about to drive off a cliff and you, you may actually be saving them from doing that. Or they may just say, you know what? Thanks so much, Scott. But I, I, had, I have no idea. Like, that's why we're on this call today, right? Yeah. So either way, you'll just get some insight into what their thoughts were around how they were going to go and attack this problem. And then this is, you know, step four is where you get to start saying, well, thanks so much for laying that out for me, where you are, where you want to be, how you intended to get there. Now I'd like to share with you what we do, how we do it, and how I think I can help get you to the top of that mountain way faster, more efficiently, you know, cost savings, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we use the analogy of the bridge, you know, the bridge yeah. analogy. I'm on one side of the cavern and, and my destination's on the other. And what does that bridge look like to get me from where I am to where I I'd like to be. And uh, exactly. so I, very consistent, I think, for, for folks to think about. Have you given us a, uh, a slightly different way to think about, which I think is, is, yeah. is important. And, you know, we talked a little bit when we were preparing for the podcast about those intrinsic motivators mm-hmm. um, in, in, in not only in our sales reps, but in our customers. Like what you mentioned that, you know, the, the broken leg um, analogy, which I love that word picture, mm-hmm. um, you know, that broken leg means more than just pain. It means yes. things I can't do. So right. what is motivating me to solve that problem as a, as a customer? There's a motivation that as a sales rep, I want to uncover. So I think that's a great, great word picture. Exactly. Um, excellent. Um, you know, another thing that you and I, I think, share in common is our love of both marketing and sales. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I started out in sales and, and have been in marketing for the last, you know, 10 or 12 years. I kind of do both at this, at this company. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tell me the story you were telling me about um, your approach to how to get sales reps to really dig in and figure out whether their email messages and their phone calls are, right. are effective. I love yeah. this story. Awesome. All right. So, so and, and again, this is something I picked up just having to do marketing. So there's, there's nothing better than um, 
learning something that you have to go and teach somebody else like that's how you're really truly going to learn it yeah if you're just trying to learn to to like regurgitate it back out the out the window to someone it's, it's probably not going to stick but but when you when you have to learn something so that you can go create a, a framework and teach it back to someone super valuable and that's how this came about so essentially we we're trying to figure out with one of our clients they were they were getting web traffic but no conversions. So yeah. it's kind of like, oh, I've got this many hits. It's, you know, the, the, the ego thing, like, the, yeah. the, you know, the, the machismo <laughs> statistics that really, at the end of the day, don't matter. So yeah. all this web traffic, minimal leads are being generated. And we said, all right, let's take a look at the website. So came up with this thing called the highlighter trick. So, mm -hmm. uh, and this is something for anyone listening to the podcast, sales calls, um, look at your website, print it out, print out a couple pages on the website, print out your phone scripts, print out your emails, print out your um, any collateral you, you send out to customers on a regular basis and just lay it out on the table in front of you. Then what I want you to do is take two highlighters, say one is green, one is yellow, okay? First thing you wanna do is look at those printouts and anytime, anywhere you talk about you, what you do, what you sell, your company, how great you are, how long you've been in business, how many employees you have, how many countries you're in, um, all of the things you sell, I sell this widget, that widget, like the things you do, things you are, things you, you know, you're, you're proud of, all of that gets highlighted in yellow, okay? The, the, the other highlighter, the green highlighter, is where you're going to highlight anywhere where you talk about the business results and the business value that your customers get from doing what you do, and that goes, <laughs> gets highlighted in green. So we walked through this exercise with you know, pretty much every client. But uh, the first time we did this, it was like, it was actually shocking to me. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh my God. There was like, like maybe like a spot of green on, yeah. on this email script, yeah. spot of green on this website. Cause like, what is even like navigation? What does navigation say on a website typically about us, our yeah. services, yeah. Um, our, our customers, are like, like like the thing we sell it's like where am i if i'm the prospect where am i on your website yeah because the only reason i'm reading it is to find a solution for me oh it's so it's so true isn't it crazy you're so, gonna make me go change my website aren't you yeah exactly. <laughs> so then so then so then fast forward to like the last couple of years we took this and we said you know what i'm curious like what are these sales calls looking like because i hear a lot yeah. of people that are not converting sales calls into meetings not converting meetings into into engagements so um, we use this tool called Otter. It's O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. Yeah. It's, it's freaking awesome. So basically what you can do is you can take a recording of a video or of mm -hmm. an audio or, um, you know, even, even like meetings, like you can plug it right into Zoom. So if you're using Zoom, it'll take, it'll take your conversation and it'll transcribe it pretty much instantaneously within five minutes you'll have a complete transcription of your meeting so the thing i like about it is that i don't have to take notes as much anymore and i used to document fervently but but now my whole meeting can be transcribed there in front of me so imagine right. this sales reps they're on a phone call they record it we take that recording drop it into otter and now the rep can see their call right yes now we just do the highlighter trick highlight yeah. yellow 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 look at the little green Hey, look at where the green is. It's like the fifth paragraph into this call. Yeah. That's the first point you start talking about the customer. Like flip that around, put that first, right? Yep. That's so, yeah, that's so the highlighter trick matters. Um, and, and it really is just showing empathetically that when you enter the call or the conversation, it should be primarily about them, much like that four-step sales discovery framework I was talking about. But so should everything, the website, yeah. the emails, the voicemails, the landing pages, et cetera. 
Well, it's a great point. And, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, sales reps these days write a lot of emails, right? And, yeah. and, and, and taking the time to make sure you do the highlighter trick and see that your emails are doing that. We talk about it in certain other terms. We talk about an other-centered position statement that yeah. we use. So you start with their, what's bothering them? What's on their whiteboard? What's a disruptive truth that might, you know, yeah. get that aha moment going. And then you come in right. behind that with a proprietary benefit, something you do that none of your competition can claim. Right. You can't say things like we have the best customer service or things yeah. that everybody can say. You got to say something that's new and different. And so I think very much aligned and I love your highlighter trick. That's such a great story. So hopefully you guys uh, out there in, in, uh, uh, in, in the sales world, we'll use that. One yeah. thing, one more thing I want to pick your brain about, and this I think may be more of how we speak to uh, you know, the sales, I guess we're talking about sales reps and sales leaders here, but you know, this idea of, you know, the, the sales pipeline is never thick enough, but how can sales reps and sales leaders get on the same page and talk to one another? You know, I know you've got a, a, a good idea of, of some of the questions that sales reps should be able to answer if something's really in the pipeline. So let's go through that. Yeah, sure. So, um, so early in my career, I, um, so <laughs> in, in, in the flight to, to stay employed, like, uh, so basically I get, I get promoted from an inside sales rep at a tech company to outside sales. So inside sales, I was working for Cabletron systems back in the early nineties, um, banging the phones, getting the meetings, promoting the opportunities to my outside sales reps. So I did that for about a year, did a good job of it, got promoted, got moved out to Silicon Valley. And um, the first day I'm out there in a sales meeting, I'm sitting around the table with, I think it was like seven or eight other sales reps. Our VP of sales walks into the room, really kind of uh, just an angry man, just not a happy, <laughs> happy man at all. So he sits down at the table and just starts like methodically ripping every sales rep to shreds around the table. And I'm like, I'm thinking, first of all, what did I just do to myself? Like yeah. I, I got rid of my apartment in Dover, New Hampshire. I'm now in Silicon Valley. This guy here is going to just tear us apart. Did I make a mistake? So drop that thought and just started paying attention. And I'm looking at the questions he's asking these reps and, and I'm just right. I'm writing, I'm documenting everything that he was asking, which to me, they didn't actually seem unreasonable questions, but these reps didn't have answers for him. And he's just, yeah like like just tearing them to shreds so you know he, he bypasses me because it's my first day i don't have anything on the on the table keeps going around the rest of the reps but i started documenting everything that he was asking and kind of putting him into buckets so that i never showed up i never wanted to show up not having answers to his questions so you know over the last 25 years i've used this i call it the sales window of opportunity so if you if you visualize a window like a four pane window mm -hmm. up in the upper left hand quadrant and i used to like like after i created this like i would go to a sales call and i would just draw a little window in the upper left hand corner of my notepad and as i'm asking these questions i'm about to share with you i would just check off like once i feel like you know tom my boss would be would be happy with that answer okay, I'm done with that spot. I can go to the next part, right? So, so this framework is something you can use as a sales rep and you should definitely use as a VP of sales to make sure that the pipeline you're about to roll up to, to executive yeah. team is actually accurate and spot on, right? Yep. So upper left-hand corner, first quadrant is the pain quadrant. So what's the pain and the impact of the pain? We were talking broken leg earlier, right? Like what, yep. why, are they, why are they looking to spend any money? Because if, if a customer is looking to spend money, they're looking to change something. Yes. My question is, why are they changing and what's the impact of that change? Yep. So if there isn't enough juice there, if they're like, oh, it would be awesome if I had a dome over my building. Like, but is that like, do you have to have it? Like, no, it'd just be awesome if, if we had yeah. that. So they have no intent of really doing it. It's just they're throwing like, you know, 
smoke at you. So once I understand that this is truly an issue, and I know the impact of that issue, we ask questions like, you know, what if this doesn't happen? Like, then what? Like, yeah. ask those questions, right? And be super crystal clear on that. Then I'll jump to the next squadron, typically, which is budget. And that's the upper right-hand corner. So not just, like, do you have a budget? You know, don't ask uh, closed-ended questions. Try to make them as open-ended as possible. And the way I transition is, hey, Scott, sounds like this is an issue that, that you've got to solve. You just told me that it has to happen for this particular reason. So I'm assuming you've allocated funds to get this thing, you know, resolved. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. They'll be like, well, sort of like we got this, but the budget doesn't come available to Q2. And I'll just kind of unpack that. Is, yeah. it, is it CapEx? Is it OpEx? Is it expense? Just so when my boss asks me, do they have money to do this? I can say yes. And it's, a, it's an OpEx budget that, item that they've already factored for or whatever, right? Yep. So pain, then budget. Then you get to the lower left-hand corner, it's decision makers, decision-making process. So I would transition and understand like, you know, is, is it you? So are you the sole decision maker on this? You can sign the check and we're done. Or I assume you probably have some team members that also have to give thumbs up. If so, who are they? What's the impact? What are they looking for? How do they stack rank criteria, et cetera? So that's decision makers, decision making process. And then the lower right is competition. And it's not just the other guy or other gal you're competing with. It's also status quo right? Doing right. nothing. Yeah. Right? So, so, so I still try to suck that out of the pain box because if they've told me that this is a problem, I want to make sure that, well, I, I sprained my ankle. Okay. So it's not really a broken leg. Yeah. It's, I really don't have to do anything. If I just kind of rest on it, I'll be, I'll be fine. So I really want to understand and, and I'll even play devil's advocate. I'll be like, well, it sounds like this isn't that major of an issue for you that, that you would actually invest money in. Oh no, it's a huge issue. Okay, help me understand why. Yeah. So, so once we're clear on that, and then we get into competition, and like I was talking about with stage three, like how did you intend to get to the top of the mountain? This is where I kind of inject back into that. You know, you mentioned that you were looking at this type of a company or taking this path. What vendors are you considering just so I can position how we're different from those guys? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then the last part about it is you get a window, you need a window frame. So around yeah. the frame is a time frame. And yeah. it's not just time frame for, for the decision. It's time frame for when does the pain have to be solved? When do I need that to go away? When is the budget available? How long is it going to take to make a decision, decision-making process? And how many competitors are you going to look at? Or when do, you, when do you perceive to have the competition decision vetted and you get to move forward? So each one of those have their own timing elements. And if I'm a sales VP asking my rep about a deal in the pipeline, they should have the answer to all five of those questions. Yeah. Otherwise, Tom, my boss years ago, would have probably whacked us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good story and a good lesson. And I think, you know, jives very well with, with some of the things we talk about. Um, but, you know, pipelines are, are so unpredictable in part because probably most leaders are not are really not spending the time to do exactly what you lay out there. So right. really good lessons for both sales reps and sales lessons, sales, sales, you know, sales, uh, uh, reps should be prepared to answer those questions and sales VPs and directors should be ready to ask them. Right. Absolutely. So, Kevin, you have been super helpful. This has been a great topic. I want to give you an opportunity to just uh, tell us where people can uh, find more information about you on LinkedIn, uh, your website, that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I don't know off the top of my head on my LinkedIn, but actually the best way for you to get to me is go to revenuegrowthmastery.com. So revenuegrowthmastery.com. And um, 
what we actually what that is over the last 15 years of taking all this consulting and best practices that we've been doing for our clients and video them, suck them up into the cloud so that you can basically get all this knowledge for your teams. Uh, and we've set up a, a free seven day trial for, for Scott's listeners. So you can check that out if you'd like to. There's a lot of value in there. Um, so that's one way to get a hold of me. And then um, another is um, the website lead-launcher.com is that done for you marketing service that I was talking about earlier. And then you can just find me on, uh, on LinkedIn. Actually, I'll, I'll check my, uh, my actual, I think it's forward slash Kevin McCann. It's funny. I, I don't check myself out on LinkedIn yeah, yeah. very frequently. Yeah, it is. So it's forward slash Kevin A McCann, M C C A N N dot com. All right. All right. Excellent. Well, this has been very valuable uh, to me, and I think for our listeners to to hear about you know, the focus of the sales rep to talk about. I love the highlighter trick. I think that's something everybody, um, otter.ai, I think was that, that transcription service yes. you were talking about, which is a great Dude. tool. Um, I'm really excited to try that uh, yeah. for my own website probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the idea of, of being able to answer questions about your sales pipeline as both a rep and, and ask those as a sales leader, those are great, great tools. So thanks so much for coming on Ales no with problem. Aslan guys. Make sure you get out there and uh, share the podcast with your friends. I know Kevin's going to share it with his friends. Yep. We want to get this out to as many people as we can. We don't charge for this. This is all about making the sales profession uh, just a, a satisfying and fulfilling career. And that's why we do this. And we hope you, uh, you'll share this, like it, download it, and subscribe to it. And we will see you in another week on Ales with Aslan.